Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You only see it for a moment, but it is enough to make you bolt in terror. One glimpse is all it takes. I'm your host, Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is the Whispering Woods podcast. This episode is all about... The rake. The rake with all its teeth. So first of all, we need to give a shout out to a new patron. Thank you so much, Melanie Smith, for joining our Patreon. We really, really appreciate your support and hope you enjoy the extra episodes that you'll receive every Wednesday. Uh, A little bit about our Patreon. We have two separate tiers. One is called Ghoulies, where you can listen ad-free. 
And then another is called Demons, where you can listen ad-free and also have an extra episode every Wednesday called The Wednesday Whisper. Um, the price of the Patreon uh, tiers is £3 and £5, respectively. So if you'd like to come and join us, the address is www.patreon.com forward slash The Whispering Woods. And we have a review to read. This review's from JG75. Brilliant, well worth a listen. I'm so glad Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories recommended this podcast. I love to listen to the light-hearted chat between Sarah and Toby. She'll always give a background to the stories, which is helpful. The stories are scary and well told. I do look forward to each episode. Oh, yeah, lovely. Thank you so much, JG75. We really appreciate you leaving that review for us. We hadn't had one for a while and I was like, oh, nobody likes us anymore. (laughs) I also want to give a shout out to a new podcast, um, very similar topic. So it's about like folklore and stuff in the UK. And the podcast is called Within the Bogart Wood a Northern Counties Paranormal Podcast. It's great, actually, and I love his accent because it's proper Northern. I was trying to do Northern, but I just can't do accents whatsoever and I can't do pronunciations. But here we go, that's just me. <laughs> right. Do you know anything about the rake? Mm, not really. You don't? No. Okay, super. Because I've done quite a long introduction piece about the rake. Are you ready? Yes, I am. As the sun slowly dips below the horizon and the trees band together in clusters as if bracing themselves for an impending darkness, you move briskly and silently across the ground littered with fallen leaves and twigs. You take note of every sound every rustle and snap of branches caused by your own footsteps. You pick up pace, aware that something other than the night is drawing near. The sound grows louder as your steps become quicker and your heart beats ever faster. You stop suddenly and turn around to face whatever is stalking you. You catch a glimpse in the dimming light of the crawling figure that is hunting you. It moves like an animal, yet appears to be disturbingly human-like. You only see it for a moment, but it is enough to make you bolt in terror. One glimpse is all it takes. In a world oozing with paranormal creatures, there is one such entity that is sure to send shivers down your spine. The Rake. This is a tale of modern folklore, though some suggest its origins can be traced back in history to at least the 1200s. The Rake is a terrifying creature that preys on humans, causing them to suffer intense fear and anxiety. Witnesses have also reported that it attacks without warning and can cause physical harm to both humans and animals. Said to be nocturnal, 
The rake is often spotted near wooded areas or abandoned buildings, and the stories begin with a series of disturbing incidents reported by a number of people in America. These incidents describe a creature that appears humanoid but has a pale, hairless body and large, clawed hands. Its eyes are sunken and black and its mouth is filled with razor-sharp teeth. It's said to be about six feet tall, with long, spindly limbs and an overall translucent appearance. It has a hunched posture, with a body that is almost skeletal in appearance. Its name is thought to stem from the idea that it rakes its long, bony fingers across the ground as it moves. The rake is also said to target people while they are sleeping, causing them to wake in a state of intense fear and terror. It's also said to be able to manipulate the minds of its victims. They will experience vivid hallucinations and nightmares. It preys on our vulnerability while we are sleeping a time when we are at our most defenceless. Some believe the rake is a demon that feeds on our emotions. It is able to move silently and quickly, making it almost impossible to escape from. The rake is said to be incredibly intelligent and able to outsmart its prey and avoid detection. In the summer of 2003, a peculiar creature caused a commotion in the northeastern part of the United States. The local media reported on the incidents for a short while before all news about them abruptly vanished. What's more, any online or written reports about it disappeared, leaving little to no information behind. The emotions that emerged from these creatures ranged from intense levels of fear and discomfort to a curious and playful sense of childlike wonder. Although the published versions are no longer available, the memories of these experiences have remained vivid and impactful to those who experience them. As a result, some of those involved in these encounters began searching for answers that year. By the start of 2006, the partnership had amassed almost 24 records that date back to the 12th century and continue up until the current era, encompassing various regions across four different continents. In the majority of instances, the narratives were strikingly similar. Here are some of those records. As I prepare to take my life, I feel it necessary to assuage any guilt or pain I have introduced through this act. It is not the fault of anyone other than him. For once I awoke and felt his presence. And once I awoke and saw his form. Once again I awoke and heard his voice and looked into his eyes. I cannot sleep without fear of what I might next await to experience. 
I cannot ever wake. Goodbye. Found in the same wooden box as the suicide note were a couple of envelopes with nothing in them and they were addressed to William and Rose. And there was also a letter which read, Dearest Linny, I have prayed for you. He spoke your name. There was also a journal entry that was translated from Spanish and dated 1880. I have experienced the greatest terror. I see his eyes when I close mine. They are hollow, black. They saw me and pierced me. His wet hand, I will not sleep. His voice, and then it goes on with some unintelligible text. A Mariner's Log from 1691 He came to me in my sleep. From the foot of my bed, I felt a sensation. He took everything. We must return to England. We shall not return here again at the request of the rake. The following is an encounter which took place in 2003. Three years ago, my family and I were returning from a trip to Niagara Falls for the 4th of July. Exhausted from the long drive, my husband and I put our kids to bed and called it a night. In the early hours of the morning, I woke up thinking my husband had left to use the restroom. Trying to steal back the sheets, I accidentally woke him up. When he turned to face me, he gasped and pulled his feet up from the end of the bed. There was a naked man, or a large hairless dog, sitting at the foot of the bed, in a disturbing and unnatural position. Surprisingly, I was not initially frightened, but rather concerned for its condition. However, my husband was terrified, peering over his arm and knee in a fetal position. The creature scrambled around the bed and crawled towards my husband, placing its hands on his knee before running towards my children's rooms. I screamed and ran for the light switch, but when I turned it on, I saw my daughter Clara covered in blood. The creature ran down the stairs as my husband and I rushed to help her. Unfortunately, after this incident, my husband drove his car into a lake and didn't survive. The story did not make it to the news, but I spent months searching for answers. Eventually I found a man in the next town over who had a similar experience. We connected with two others in New York who had seen the creature we now called the rake. After two years of research, we found a small collection of accounts of the rake. However, none of them gave any details or follow-up. We wondered if the rake had visited any of us before our last encounter. Desperate for answers, I set up a digital recorder near my bed and left it running all night for two weeks. On the first day of the third week, I heard a shrill voice on the recording. It was the rake, and it brought me back to the moment it had been in our room. I fear that one night... I will wake up to see the rake staring at me.
The thought of what it did to my daughter terrifies me. Whilst it's believed that the rake was spawned from the imaginings of an online group who came together and created a monster, adding details and storyline. I don't believe in such matters. The rake is real. But regardless of its origins, the rake has become a popular subject of creepypasta stories, horror movies and online communities that specialise in paranormal phenomena. And the rake remains a popular subject of speculation and debate among those interested in the paranormal. And its legend continues to evolve as new stories and sightings are reported. So, initially, the rake was known as a creepypasta. So, these people got together online and they sort of came together and they discussed what characteristics this monster should have. And that's how, apparently, they came up with the rake. Mm. Now, like I've said, I don't believe that. All right? That's just myth. You can tell. All right? I'm going in. That the rake is real. It's always been about because... I think it's just another word for a crawler, really. And the rake has just sort of splintered off and been called the rake. Mm. All right? I forgot to tell you what happened to me the other night. You know, I was watching that Possession movie, the Gabriel Lamorth yeah. movie, that I've been really looking forward to, which I was really disappointed with, I must say. It was so, it was just really cheesy in a lot of places. <sighs> There's one bit where, I, you know, I'm not going to do any spoilers because people probably will want to watch it if they haven't seen it but the ear was just no good the ear was seriously lacking i was up in bed and you'd settled down i think you were already already asleep it it was quite early but you were crashed out and so was george but as i was in bed setting myself up you know which podcast i'm going to listen to for the night Mm. um i can hear this noise like this i don't know it was like, to me, it sounded like something was scratching. I thought, is that you in your bed? Because your your bed is against the wall, which is the wall of my room, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm like, is that noise? I've got the light off at this stage. And I thought, I'm just going to put my bedside lamp back on. Because it was a bit freaky, right? So I leaned over, put the lamp on. And as I did that, turned the light on. And I'm like intently listening. It stopped. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God. right and then I figured out what it was it was me because I was sort of propped up on the bed the bed was making this funny noise like scratching so when I was still because I turned the the lamp out and then I was still listening it stopped and then yeah it took me you know it took me a few minutes to figure out it was actually me and then I was like oh thank god for that there's no demon in my bedroom right are you ready for our first story. Yes, I am. My brother and I were young, both 15, when we had our first sighting of something we could not explain. Up until recently, we called it the alien, as we had no way to explain what it was. We were growing up in a rural area in Michigan, Not completely secluded, but with a good amount of farmland and woods surrounding our house and general area. 
Around this time, Call of Duty was still good and rather popular. We also used to play airsoft and had ghillie suits and camo gear. One night, around 2am, we're playing Call of Duty when we get an itch to have some fun. We plan to go on a night raid up our road, just to see how sneaky we can be getting out of our house and such. We connected with walkie-talkies so we could stay in contact, with airsoft guns in hand. My brother had the ghillie, and I had some black clothing on. We chose to go on either side of our dead-end road, heading toward the open farmland half a mile up. As we were walking up, we were on comms regularly, giggling about how sneaky we were. It wasn't until we made it a quarter way up on the side of the road my brother was on began. I noticed something odd. Something was off with the trees behind my brother. I couldn't make out exactly what it was at first that I was seeing. Sorry if this is long. To be honest, I get a lot of anxiety talking about this next bit. I conned to my brother that he needed to move to my side of the road. He asked why at first, but when I sprang back quickly, with a just do it, he proceeded to run quickly across the road. What I didn't tell him was that I was seeing a tall, lanky figure with glowing red eyes, just about five feet next to him standing in the trees. When he moved to my side of the road, I barely had to point it out, as he immediately started to ask why I had him come over when he was cut off by his own vision. I asked if he could see it. When he said yes, we both let out a little bit of an oh no. Not knowing if it was real, we ran through possibilities. Could it be one of those owl decorations? No, there weren't any out here and there were no branches. How about just a figment of our imagination? No, we both saw the same thing, and looking around it did not change the way it looked. Real? That's when it moved. Not much, but enough to see that it had happened. We pooped ourselves. I looked at him and he looked at me, stating that on the count of three, we were out. One, two, three. We never ran so fast back to the house, ever. We didn't look back as to not confirm what we saw was real, as we were far too terrified. This was the first of several sightings. If you're interested in more, or even more info on how the creature looked, leave a comment. I'm at work now and have to get off here. It's funny, because whenever I go into that top bit of our woods, you know the bit that's not... You know the... Not the bit that's the oak trees, but the bit that is more like a pine wood with with the path that runs all the way through it. You know that part? I don't know. It's right around the other side of the golf course. Yeah. Um, Round there, because of the... the, All the really tall pine trees, and they've got the um, silver birch, right... Yeah. I always think about rakes or, you know, crawlers hiding 
um, peeping out at me from the trees. No, or, or it could just be like standing up and you wouldn't even notice. I probably wouldn't. Disguising as a tree. Yeah, because I'm so oblivious to everything, really, that goes on around me. There could be one like running up behind, behind me and like blowing a raspberry, and I would really <sighs> wouldn't notice because my mind is thinking about other things like arguments I should have with people in my mind, you know. Do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. all sorts of rubbish that goes into my head and I'm like, yeah, and I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna really what I should be doing is enjoying the peace and, and nature and get getting a bit of grounding and healing. But what I actually do is stomp around going, Yeah, and then I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna do this and then I'm gonna uh, and actually <laughs> and I don't actually do any of it. I just come back home and start knitting and watching true crime on telly. <laughs> I want to go up there. Because I haven't been out for a walk in our woods for ages. And it's really difficult at the moment. You know, we need to be here with George, don't we? Mm. But next weekend, I am away for my birthday. And I can't wait. It's Rog and I. It's just Rog and I. Because you're going to Dad's, aren't you? And uh, George's dad is coming to, look, to watch him. And we're going to the battlefield of Edge Hill, which... Tim sent me a video on Instagram. I'm sorry, not video. I'm so old. He sent me a reel of this place, and it's meant to be one of the most haunted places around. And it's even documented, like in um, in like governmental files or in <laughs> historical files about these ghosts that everybody saw. I'm so excited about it, but I'll probably run off screaming. Mm. I'm well up for it. <laughs> right, anyway, enough about me. <laughs> it's allowed to be about me this, this week because it's my birthday <laughs> at the weekend. Right, are you ready for the second story? Yes, I am. I'll start this off with a little background. I suffer from depression, anxiety and suicidal tendencies... I'm on three different medications and four herbal supplements. My third medication, a very popular commercialised antidepressant, recently had to be dialed down in size due to the uncomfortable nighttime anxiety it gave me. I had a few random night terrors from it, but the tipping point came one week ago. I was asleep, with my radio on as usual, Around 2am it happened. I awoke, frozen in place. My radio emitted a horrible, demonic garble. I moved my eyes instinctively to the door. Then it happened. This thing, this horrible thing opened my jaw. Its body was twisted, arms and legs as long as a human but it crawled on all fours. Those empty, black, gaping eyes. It moved in jerking, twisting motions. It slowly crawled onto my bed and crawled up my chest. This, this thing, it sat on me. It just sat down on my chest, comfortable as it could be, and smiled at me. That horrible smile... It still burned into my memory. It held up its hands, took one of its long claws to my arm 
and sliced me open. I screamed. I blinked for the first time in what seemed like ages. Then it was gone. My radio spat out the latest god-awful Taylor Swift song from the infamous Today's Famous Hits station I normally keep on. No pressure on my chest. Door shut tight. Then I got a strange feeling in my arm. I looked down at it. The cup was there. Right there. Right where that thing put it. I don't know what to do. Was this real? There haven't been any incidents since this. And anybody who has noticed, I'd just told I'd tripped and caught a nail on the wall. What do I do? Can anyone help me? Edit. It happened again, guys, last night. The same dream. He crawled up on me again, but no smile this time. He looked angry. Very angry. Then the noises from my radio stopped. He looked over to it, and it started talking. The radio spoke to me. It said he was angry, that I shouldn't have told anyone. Then it let out this loud, screeching noise. He looked back at me and stared at me for what felt like hours. I felt a burning pain in my arm and woke up screaming. I looked at my bandaged arm and it was shredded. Not my arm, the bandage, was ripped to pieces and my cut, which had started to heal, was reopened and bleeding worse than last time. I got up, cleaned it and went back to bed. This is where things got weird. Last time, nothing happened after I woke up. But this time, after about 20 minutes just laying there, I heard a weird noise from the living room. What sounded like scratching. I went out, turned on the flashlight app on my phone, and shone it at the window. And I swear, for a split second, I saw that damn thing again. Then it was gone. I didn't sleep last night. I'm afraid to sleep tonight. I'm getting really scared, guys. Edit 2. Got a bad feeling about tonight. I haven't been home all day. I'm actually typing this on a library computer. Some of you have been telling me to stand up to him, to fight. I'm going to, tonight. I know he'll be back. He has to know I've been in contact with you since our last encounter. So I'm sleeping with my switchblade under my head tonight. If he comes for me, I'll come for him right back. And don't worry guys, I'll update tomorrow, letting everyone know I'm okay. And if I injure or even kill this thing, I'll deliver. Wish me luck guys, hope tonight won't be my last. Edit 3 This will be my last update. I pulled my knife on that thing last night. It came again. It was on me, and suddenly I could move. I grabbed my knife, slashed at it, and, well, here's where it gets complicated. I slashed, and I could have sworn I connected. But as soon as I felt it hit flesh, I blinked, and when I opened my eyes, well, let's just say I wasn't in bed. I wasn't even in my home. 
I live normally in the Midwest United States, Wisconsin, the Dakotas, Minnesota, that area. I'm typing this from the Kansas City Public Library. I came to three hours ago in the middle of the woods, ran in a straight line for an hour or two, and I'm here now. My phone and wallet are at home. I'm in my pyjamas. Luckily, I got hold of my mother via Facebook, who will be flying out here to get me tonight. Thank you for your help, everyone. But I fear this isn't the end. This thing is angrier than ever. I can feel its eyes on me, even now. But I can't keep... I can't keep posting here. He knows everything I type. He can tell when I'm trying to get help, and he does not like it. Like I said... This is my last update. Wish me luck, guys. I'll need it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So that story, obviously, I found it on Reddit. And since they had those dreams, well, their account has been deleted and they are no longer a member of Reddit. So I wonder if the rake did actually get them. Nah, they... Um, they did it. They didn't do it. Like the, nah, it's probably like the FBI took it down because they didn't want nobody to know about the reek. That's true. Because do you know what I was going to say? Don't say it was for dramatic effect because I don't think it was. Okay, I think they're either in like deep, deep hiding, or the reek got them, or like you said, the FBI shut them down. Yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to say that something about that story where he wakes up somewhere miles and miles away in a different town and because of the way it is about dreams, something about it reminded me of Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Do you know Freddy Krueger? Yeah. Have you ever actually watched any of his films? Yeah. Right, the old Freddy vs. Jason and that. Oh, I know. You need to watch the old one, the first one. When that came out, I was about your age, Yeah. that film. And we watched it on video. We all piled to my friend's nan and granddad's house and we watched that and we watched Dirty Dancing. And man, it was so scary at the time. We'd never really seen anything like it, but it was so awesome. <laughs> it was brilliant. And like what Freddie is like, he really has the 
And he was actually in Stranger Things, wasn't he? I did. I, I did point it out to you, but you probably wouldn't even notice because the monster. What was his name in Stranger Things? Like Vecnar. Vecnar really reminds me of Freddy Krueger. Yeah, because his face looks. Yeah, and just his behaviours and stuff, and the way he acts, you know, and the, and like his dialogue and things like that. It's really Freddy Kruegerish. I love it. I've I've been rewatching uh, Stranger Things because I need a dose of it because <laughs> we got waiting out in for ages, haven't we? Yeah. Right, are you ready for the third and final story? Yes, I am. Hi guys, new to this subreddit. I don't go much on Reddit except to laugh at some nice guys and dumb memes. I had a weird dream and did some research on it, and I needed to get some sort of validation that maybe I'm not the only one experiencing this. So that's what brought me here. A weird dream I had, three to four years ago, seemed to continue from where it left off while I slept about a month ago. I'm sharing this experience with some hope that maybe somebody else could enlighten me as to what's happening to me. In my original dream, my brain placed me butt-naked on top of an abandoned parking garage, the top story. It was foggy and rusty gates were on top of the concrete walls at the edge of the building, like it was meant to keep something in. I couldn't see any kind of city beyond it, like something out of Silent Hill. The sky was pitch black. I heard a loud, shrill scream that seemed to echo into my ears. I got the sudden urge to run for my life. There was a concrete structure with a door opening, so I ran to that out of fear. It led to a descending staircase. I ran down, and after many steps, I saw a white, eyeless face peer up at me from that little gap that staircases have in between them. It was jawless too. It gave me the same ear-piercing shriek that I heard outside the staircase. With my bare foot, I kicked it squarely in the jaw, and the moment of contact is precisely when I woke up in a cold sweat. I was shivering in my bed under the sheets for the better part of half an hour. The newest dream continued where I left off the previous time, when I fell asleep on a couch while studying, well, procrastinating. I woke up in the same room, but there was a strangely coloured man in the corner. He was crouching and looked just like the man that I saw in my previous dream. I tried to tap him on the shoulder, but as soon as I did, the room got stranger. The walls, ceiling and floor of the room became a light blue grid. I walked in front of the man, staring in the corner. He appeared to be sobbing. I moved his hands and looked into his eyes. And that was the moment that I knew that this dream was connected to my older one. As I looked into his eyes, he looked back. And everything seemed to fade but his face. It was unnerving to look at, but I couldn't see anything else no matter how hard I tried to look away. He was eyeless, and there was nothing but dark pits where those eyes should have been. 
He was again jawless. This 30-second encounter concluded again in a cold sweat. This time, when I awoke, I was in the fetal position. I sat there for a good two minutes before even thinking to move. I'm totally open to answers of any of your questions. I know my writing may not have been the most easy to read, so I'm happy to clarify. I'm still looking for answers too. I once had a dream that I went back into. It's horrible. It really is. Mm. You know, because you wake up and you think, oh, thank goodness that was a dream when it was a nightmare. And then and then you go back into it. And I had that in hospital when I had my appendix out. It, it really was petrifying. And then I refused to take any more morphine because I didn't want to go back into the same dream again. Mm. Scary stuff. <laughs> it's really scary. Um, If you saw the Reiki in your bedroom, you'd kick it, wouldn't you, as well? Yeah. And then I just lie there. What? After you've kicked it, what do you mean? Well, I can't really escape now. So I'm what, gonna, you're just going to accept your doom, your nah, fate? I'll just go down fighting, <laughs> innit? <laughs> I think you'd probably be screaming for me. Mum! <laughs> <laughs> no, I just kick it and run as fast as I can, mate. Uh, what, out of the, into my bedroom? <laughs> Nah, I just run around the house shouting. Yeah, what, you'd warn me? Yeah, yeah. I just run around the house shouting. What, shouting what? Just shouting, like... <laughs> That's a rake in my <laughs> And I'll be like, no, he's out in the garden, love. Because <laughs> the bramble. Because <laughs> my rake is in the garden. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, Please let us know what you'd like to hear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and before you pop off, if pop off, <laughs> well, whatever, you're not dying. But before you, <laughs> before you finish playing, if you could head over and give us a five star review and maybe even write a review. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. And we'll catch up with you again next week. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.